You're listening to Divergency, the podcast for those of us who are not on the neurotypical side of things. I'm your host, 35-year-old female from Atlantic Canada, recently self-aware of her autistic tendencies. I'm investigating life from a neurodivergent lens. I'm so glad that you've joined me on this journey, and I hope that you hit the subscribe button and follow along as I attempt to figure out the good, the bad, the ugly of every divergency that comes up. Welcome back. Uh, My voice might sound a little far away today because I am recording this from my Jeep as I drive to my part-time gig, and I forgot my microphone, but I wanted to get this out there because I haven't recorded in a couple days, and I'm really excited to be building this, so I really wanted to make sure that I had something going. The other part of this is that I really just need to brain dump right now, and there's a lot of things that I've been growing through, and note I said growing, G-R-O-W, growing through and processing, unpacking, and understanding, and I wanted to share those with you because when I first started looking at these things, I didn't even realize they were an issue. So today I, I wanted to talk about something that happened to me online um, a couple days ago. And for reference, today is June 20th, 2020. So if you're reading, or not reading, if you're listening to this in the future, which you will be, but in the far future, We are just coming out of a really stressful time in the world with the COVID-19 pandemic. And on top of that, the last few weeks in the United States, which is not where I live, I'm in Canada, but the United States have been in an uprising uh, over racism and white privilege and there's a movement called Black Lives Matter, and it's all all the talk right now is about systemic racism within our communities and our governments and how things are happening. I say what I'm saying in this podcast as a brain dump, as a way for me to process things and try to understand them. It's very, very hard for me to, it's been very hard for me to understand what's, and, and, like, navigate what people are saying to each other, to me, and I have hesitations even recording this because 
it has seemed like every time I say something, even just to ask a question, I get shut down. Or I guess I learned a new term the other day called cancel culture. So every time I go to ask something or I say something, I get cancel cultured automatically. And it's very confusing for me and frustrating because in my mind, it's my my viewpoint or my my questioning, my reasoning for saying it makes sense. And unfortunately, the world that I'm living in right now doesn't make a lot of sense. So, um, so let's just roll back for a second to what actually happened. So, I'm part of quite a few different groups online on on Facebook, um, different communities, based on my different interests. And one of the groups that I'm part of is actually a student-based group. Um, And when I say student, we're mostly adult students, so we're all studying birth work. So we're studying the midwifery guide of, uh, the midwifery style of birth um, and the concepts that go along with that and the, the philosophy, midwifery philosophy. And I've been part of this group for nearly a decade, I guess. Like, I did my certification with them eight years ago, and I've never had any issues. But the other day, someone posted, and they are revamping their curriculum or their education curriculum for their introductory birth worker, like the base entry-level doula program. And they posted asking if there were any books on the reading list that we felt should be removed or should be added or possibly updated. And this is really interesting to me because I'm not an avid reader, but when I started my journey into birth work, I didn't know a lot about it because I was from a really kind of sheltered community and I came from a family of doctors and medical professionals and so growing up, birth work is you get pregnant, you go into labor, you go to the hospital, you have a baby, you go home. There was no other option. I didn't know any other way of doing things and the the any other way of doing things wasn't even available like in other communities around me. So I had no way of knowing that there were even such things as midwives and home births. That was stuff that happened in the past. So the reading materials and the books and reading experiences and really just diving into experiences of people in other places, that's really what opened my eyes to what I was actually doing and studying and what my point was. Um, and why I was doing this. So I don't want to go too much on a tangent with that because that's a whole other story. We're talking about the book list because the very first person to comment on this thread said uh, that they wanted a specific author removed from the book list completely. And their reasoning for removing this author was because she has made racist comments publicly. And this person didn't believe that 
somebody who makes racist comments should have any place on an educational um, book list. Now, I think this is my neurodivergent brain talking, but maybe it's just me. I'm still trying to figure this out and unpack it. I did post it in one of my autistic communities to figure it out because I got shut down. My my reply to that was, I've read all of these books. I've learned a lot from this author's experiences. I don't see any overly racist comments or viewpoints in her books, but I don't deny that she's made these allegations or she's made these comments. My, my comment was just, okay, well, I get that we have a big racism movement happening right now, and that's really the only way that change is going to happen. I get that. But we're not talking about that racism moment in this thread. We're talking about books and birth and education, and we're talking about books that don't to anything like that. You're just specifically talking about a particular author whose personal views that, in my opinion, don't come through in her books are just to be dismissed because you don't want to support that. And I I said, you know, I'd be really sad to see these books go off the reading list. Maybe not the required reading, okay, but recommended reading. You can put it on a recommended reading list with a caveat of do your research on this person, you know, before you make your opinion. I got completely cancel cultured. Completely. Like, it, I literally was sitting there in shock at the comments that came back because I'm looking at the comments coming back and I'm thinking, what is happening here? First of all, I thought we were talking about books and verse, and somehow that turned into racism and Black Lives Matter, and somehow that turned into, well, people saying, check your privilege. So my issue at the very start there was, I was seeing this, everybody posting, you need to check your privilege, you need to check your privilege, you need to check your privilege. Well, I'm sorry, and forgive my French, but what the hell do you mean by checking my fucking privilege? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like, and maybe the fact that I don't know what you mean is white privilege in itself. I'm not going to deny that I'm, I, I'm not going to say I don't have white privilege. I clearly, everybody has in any race, any color, any place, any language, Everybody has some kind of privilege, whether that's white privilege or French privilege or Canadian privilege, anything that you put yourself into, we all have certain privilege. And I'm sitting here going, why am I being told to check my privilege when I'm talking about education and experience? You know, if the if the books in question were particularly like, well, I treat these people this way, they treat these people this way in the birth world, and they were overly racist books, then I could see a point. 
I can see the point there, but they're not. And a lot of her stories are accompanied with photos and, like, from her clients with permission. And so I happen to know that this particular person has worked with people of color. She's worked with minorities. And the stories that I've read don't, to me, speak to anything different than how she treats people with paler skin. So why is it that I'm getting shut down? And to make it even more complicated, I'm looking at the profile pictures of all of these people who are shutting me down and canceling me out, and they're all white. All of them. And I am sitting here going, okay. And in my mind, I'm going, okay, you're you're shutting me down because you say I have white privilege. And then you tell me that white privilege is defined as never being, um, never being treated differently based on the color of my skin, or never having difficulties, um, with daily activities and daily experiences because of the color of my skin. But you're saying this on a public forum online. You have no idea who I am. You don't know anything about me. Aside from the fact that I am in the birth work field and maybe that I live in Canada and my profile picture shows that I am a brunette with pale skin. Really pale skin, by the way. Like, I... Yeah, you know, when you buy makeup, I have to buy, like, the ivory shade. It's, like, the lightest, and that's usually too dark. Uh, <laughs> I would do anything for a really nice glowing tan, uh, but that's beyond the point. Um, but th- I'm looking at this guy, you don't know me. Like, how how can you say that I have white privilege based only on what you're seeing in my profile picture? You have no idea. You know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm from Canada, and I, here in Canada, it's not so much a Black Lives Matter movement. Like, our systemic racism issues in Canada aren't so much against um, blacks and whites, um, at least here on the Atlantic coast. Our issues here on the Atlantic coast are absolutely between indigenous people and non-indigenous. And if you really want to look at it, there's a whole other systemic racism of French versus English, um, mostly stemming from New Brunswick, where I grew up, but really anywhere in Atlantic Canada. So I'm looking at this and going, okay, so you're probably American, and looking at me going, okay, well, she's got pale skin, so she's clearly not black. So, okay, Karen, <laughs> check your privilege. And I'm like, but for one thing, I hate the term Karen. Uh, I'm not a Karen in their definitions, and I really just don't like it. But you don't know me. If you did, you would know that, yes, I grew up in a very small, sheltered, mostly Caucasian community with very little outside knowledge of the world, but outside of my community, I was surrounded by indigenous communities. To tell me that 
I'm privileged because I've never experienced discrimination based on the color of my skin is just so wrong in my books because it's not true. And now I know that it's not true, but you wouldn't because you don't know me. So you don't know that my entire life I've grown up um, hearing my grandparents talk about their fishing rights or their fishing places and how um, they've had several properties, like they have like hunting camps and fishing camps that they had built. They've had several properties that have been burned down by indigenous peoples. Um, and, you know, we had this fear, not that we thought these were horrible people, but it was a legitimate fear because for a while these communities were saying, we don't want white men in our communities. We don't want white men fishing in our waters. And to be a white man in an indigenous surrounding community was absolutely dangerous. And you're going to tell me that I have privilege because I live in a white-centered world. Okay, I agree with you, but I don't agree with the sense that I've never experienced this, because I have. It goes beyond worrying that our properties are going to get burned down by indigenous it goes beyond that. It goes, you know, when I'm driving home from a road trip and I've been lost for three hours and I'm on negative empty on my gas tank and don't even know if I'm going to make it the next three kilometers and I stop at the only gas station I can find and they tell me that I can't buy gas because I don't have a band identification card. What? I can't buy gas because I'm not Aboriginal. Okay, well, can you call me a tow truck? Because I can't go anywhere, you know. Um, and, you know, I've been fired from a job because they needed people of diversity. And they accidentally hired three white girls. So one of us had to go. I got fired for being not enthusiastic enough. That was just code for, I'm going to replace you in 12 hours with somebody of color. So, yeah, after I had that bit of a run-in and I'm trying to understand what they're talking about by checking your privilege, I'm sitting here going, okay, so there's white people telling me to check my privilege that don't know me, don't know my background, don't know anything about me. For all they know, I could have a profile picture of some white girl and I'm actually a person of color sitting here and they're, you know, tearing me down. But that's okay because Karen apparently is allowed to do that. Uh, anyway, I, can you tell I'm a little annoyed by this? Like, I'm a little annoyed, I'm frustrated, and I'm not even so much confused anymore because now I've really come to, I, I've researched it enough now and asked enough questions, I think, that I'm starting to understand. But even though I understand what they mean by check your privilege and white privilege, I'm still frustrated because... I don't feel like it's something that you should ever say to anybody. I really don't. It's it's demeaning. And for another white person to say to somebody, a non-person of color can't say anything 
about racism. It's but like I, I'm just trying to understand this. My brain is saying sitting here going, Okay, this person is saying that I'm not a person of color. So therefore I shouldn't be talking about whether or not a book written by racists should be allowed in a curriculum. In and of itself, there's so much wrong with that statement. But my brain's looking at this and going, okay, maybe they have a point. But then I look at them, and they're a white person. So a white person is telling me, another white person, that I'm not allowed to say something about racism or systemic racism because I'm not a person of color. And they're saying it in such a way that makes it sound like I've done something wrong and demeaning and, like, I'm in the wrong. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're right or I'm right, because it really doesn't matter. But I thought about this, and maybe part of the reason I'm so frustrated is because it was a white person telling me this. And not just one, it was several. Had it been a person of color who had messaged me and said, look, I know you don't see the correlation between this author's personal views and her experiences and her educational books that she's published, but as a person of color, you don't actually understand what it's like to live as us. That I would have not been as frustrated with because that's coming from a person of color. It's coming from their point of view. I'm frustrated with the fact that I got cancel cultured by a bunch of Karens. How is my white privilege your problem? Like, all of a sudden, Black Lives Matter is so important that the white man has to speak for them? Like, I know that we're not supposed to say, oh, well, you know, um, we're not supposed to say things like, well, we, I don't see color, everybody's equal. And I understand why that is, because not everybody has been treated equally through history, and people do have experiences, everybody has experiences that made life hard for them. But what I mean when I say I don't see color is I don't see people in terms of the color of their skin because I don't I don't feel like any person's one any one person's hardship is so much worse than another simply because of their skin. And maybe that's, maybe that is white privilege. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in a few days or weeks or years I will look back on this and go, what the heck were you talking about, you crazy lady? But I don't believe that any one race is superior to another. And I don't understand why we feel like we have to put white people down in retrib- as a retribution for how our ancestors treated darker-skinned people in the past. 
if it had been me and I had said something very discriminatory or racist against a person of color, and that person turned around to me and said something very discriminatory and racist towards a, pers- a non-person of color, I would see that as equal, eye for an eye. But, and I would see the, the reasoning for that. But I've never done that. I've never intentionally said something against people of color because I don't really see people, like I don't see them as being any different than me. Like I, I don't see them as being like a, a different group. Like we're all humans, and we're we're all human. It, it all of us. Like it, we all have issues. We all face discrimination. We all have major issues. We've all gone through things in the past where we've been discriminated against or vilified. And yes, in North America, in some places of Eastern Europe or Western Europe, the the white power movement has been very prevalent in the last hundred years. But I think it's such a North American perspective that we're looking at here. And I don't agree with tearing somebody down simply because of the color of their skin. And I'm trying to say that without like I, I'm trying to say that and hear it as somebody else, and I'm trying to say that and not sound like I don't care, because I do care. I really do care. I honestly, I, you know, I used to work in retail, and in the middle of a busy mall, and I've worked in several different retail settings, actually. I've worked in little kiosks in the middle of a busy grocery store. I've worked in large electronics communities or stores. You know, I have a a lot of retail experience, and I have a lot of customer service experience. And I'll tell you, you know, I've heard stories of, people of color being followed and having rules that apply to them and not other people. But that's never been my rule. When I'm in charge of a store, that's never been something that I've enforced. And it's something that I've really called out against. And if I know that there's a specific store or location doing that or practicing that, I go out of my way to avoid them because I don't agree with it. At the same time, I've had that experience of being followed and, you know, basically, like, hovered over. Uh, Not recently, but as a teenager, certainly. As a younger person, absolutely. It's not fun. I don't wish it on anybody. And that's why when I run my own retail spaces, I don't hover over anybody. 
because I'll tell you, after I worked in the grocery store, and I wasn't working for the grocery store, I was working for another company inside the grocery store, but I want to tell you something, and maybe this is Atlantic Canada, but that grocery store probably called the police in at least three or four times a week, if not more. And yeah, we had a fairly white community, but I've also worked in similar places in my bigger city that I'm in now that has a very diverse population. And I'll tell you, you know, the people that they're pulling in for shoplifting or for, you know, for stealing or for whatever it is that they think that they've done, majority of them are not dark-skinned. It's, it's actually kind of funny because they're the people you don't expect. It's the little white-haired old granny lady. You know, the the dad with five kids that you're like, oh, look at that dad with the five kids. And you don't realize that the five kids aren't actually his. They're just a friend. It's never the people that you think. And yet we sit here and we go, well, they're being profiled. They're being followed. Okay, maybe they are, but not by me. Or the, you know, 
grass can help being green. Like, it's not something I can change. Arguably. Don't bring Michael Jackson into this. And when they shut me down and said this was white privilege, to me, it was like, you're shutting me down. Are you not doing the exact same thing to me as what you're saying other people are being persecuted for? How is that any better than what we have historically done to people of color in the past? So when I say that I don't see color or skin color, it's not that I'm saying that everybody is, like, I'm not saying that as a privileged or racist perspective. I'm saying it as, in my world, you're still the same person, and your actions and your beliefs are yours alone, and they have nothing to do with how you present to the world. And this is a whole other post, a whole other podcast for a whole other time, maybe a whole other series. Perhaps this is from my personal belief that we are spirit souls inhabiting these bodies temporarily for our Earth experience. And that makes us sound like aliens, but that's not what I mean. But... When I, when I, because I see the world that way and I see it as, okay, well, our personalities are our person, but our body is not our person. Like, this body that I'm in, this is not, it's not me. It's not, the, this body that I'm in doesn't define me, right? So, if I can see myself as not being my physical body, I don't see anybody else as being that physical body. So maybe that's why I don't really understand physical attraction. I I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other mind thought that I need to get through another day. Simply said, again, because I can't see it too much, shutting someone down because of the color of their skin is wrong. And it doesn't matter what color their skin is, whether it's black, red, yellow, pink, or no color at all. And to continue to persecute people based on color, on skin color, whether or not, regardless of what that color is, isn't changing anything in the world. It's simply flipping the power dynamic. And I don't think that there should be a power dynamic. I bring this back to divergency because, as a neurodivergent, I do see things in black and white outside of the race. Oh, that's a really bad example. As a divergent, I see things in very contrasty situations. It's an either-or, apples or oranges. And this is very much a fruit punch, I guess, Uh, lemonade, I I don't know, it doesn't fit into any of my boxes, so I can't understand it, I don't understand what's right or what's wrong, because the rules for society 
are changing, and everybody's playing by different rules. And so what one person thinks is okay is not, and what I've been taught is okay is not, but if I say something contrary to that or try to defend it or try to learn from it, then I'm still not okay. And at the end of the day, apparently, I just feel like I shouldn't say anything at all because I'm wrong again. And I don't want to feel like that because I remember feeling like that as a kid. I remember feeling like I'm just never going to talk again because clearly my opinions and my thoughts are irrelevant and completely wrong. And that's not okay either. So thanks for listening to my brain dump today. I don't know if I'm any further into processing or understanding this than I was before. But... I don't know, maybe this helped you somehow. I I like to think that everything happens for a reason. So, you know, even if I haven't figured it out yet, maybe somebody out there needed to hear this. Alright, so here's the ending of this podcast, the mandatory little thing. I record this podcast using the Anchor app. It's a free app. If you're looking at doing a podcast or any kind of podcast activity, definitely give it a look. Um, they host everything they rec- let me record. They've got everything on it. It's basically podcast in a package for no money. And they're fantastic. The other fantastic part about Anchor FM is that if you go to my Anchor page, Anchor FM slash Divergency, you can leave me a comment or an audio message, a voice message. Please Please, for the love of all that is good in the world, do not leave me a voice message telling me that I'm wrong and privileged. I really, really don't need to hear that again. I've heard it a million times. I understand that there's things I don't understand. I don't need to hear it again. I'm figuring it out. But if you have something constructive to say or something positive to comment on, or you just want to tell me about the new shoes you bought yesterday, please do. Please do. I really need to hear something good. Have a great day, and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Divergency. I'm so glad that we're on this journey together I look forward to learning more about myself and you as we go. Make sure you click the subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. Have a great day.